Yo, what's up, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is episode 210. That's right, 210. I'm grateful now. Yeah, we're going to kick it about, you know, life and how, you know, you can go through this life sometimes and not really be that grateful and some of the problems that can cause. Uh, we're going to look at some stories around the Christian headline and news from sports to a little bit of life and politics or whatever, where those things kind of uh, cross over. And we're going to have a good time today, man. So let me start off first and just say thank you to everybody who rocks with the podcast on Apple Podcasts, which is where most people listen. You know what I'm saying? So if you really want to check out every single episode that we've ever dropped, you want to go to Apple Podcasts and, you know, scroll through. I advise people to go back to episode number one because we set a lot of foundational things around our Christian beliefs and our faith and how that plays in the business and all those things. And we don't always revisit every single one of those aspects um, as the episodes progress, but they do stay the same. Then on top of that, yo, we on the road to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you to the 800 and I think 46 we up to now. Um, and, you know, and counting, but, you know, we're on, a, on that road to 1,000. So if you are not already subscribed on YouTube, just check out Inspire God's People. YouTube.com slash Inspire God's People. Or just put, type Inspire God's People in the search box on YouTube. That's when you can catch up with all of the daily inspiration and the shorter clips, right? For those people who don't want to sit and listen to an hour, hour and a half episode where we talk about all type of things, where we have some fun and we get deep sometimes and get super detailed in the um, broader, long-form uh, podcast. You know, look, I know y'all lazy. I know you're busy. You're not lazy. You're busy. You're busy. All right, you're lazy if you don't listen to this podcast, but you're listening, so by default of that, you are not lazy. Um, yeah, man, so we're going to have a good time. Thank you to everybody that's subscribing with, to the show. Please do like, share, all that stuff. Comment, tell me what you think, and share it with somebody, man. You know what I'm saying? Trying to grow the YouTube right now um, and really um, continue to enhance the experience from the video perspective. We got some more, um, what you call those things, interviews. I can talk, people. I can talk. Got some more interviews coming up uh, really soon um, as I kind of like try to navigate my, my crazy schedule which we'll get into that in one second. But first, man, I think we got to do the uh, the intro. Why not, buddy? Stop saying what you going to do till you do what you say. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt it deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. I can see beyond the tears you cry. And the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb. Just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die, is it All right, guys, people, we are back and about to jump into episode 210. I'm grateful now. So first things first, man, let me say this. You know, I've been having a lot of business travel uh, lately. Last week, I was in Paradise Valley. Well, I was in Arizona from Monday to Friday uh, for business travel. I had two different business meetings that kind of... Um, kind of crossed over into one another. So I was in Tucson a couple of days, which that was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Tucson was cool, a little further out, uh, kind of literally in the middle of nowhere in the desert. But I was in a nice spot. I was at the JW Marriott. We had a good time. 
And then, um, man, went to uh, Paradise Valley Wednesday through Friday. That spot is beautiful. That's a little uh, near Scottsdale. But we had a great time out in Paradise Valley. I was, like, looking at some of the houses around the resort I was at. You know what I'm saying? There was this one house that was so crazy. It was a glass house at the peak of a mountain. Like, legitimately at the actual top in the peak of the mountain. It was a glass house. And I was like, man, it was super dope. But I also was like, that seems super scary to, like, live there. And, of course, I did what we do. I got home and went on, like, Realtor.com and started being like, how much do these houses cost in this neighborhood that I was in, fam? Because this neighborhood was beautiful. This resort was, like, nestled in the mountains. And it, it legit looked like a movie. And, yeah, I saw houses. I saw a house that was $75 million, a house that was $50 million. And most of them were around a 5 to $10 million range. But, yeah, I legitimately looked at a house online for $75 million. And I was like, oh, hey, for one week, I was, you know, surrounded by y'all rich people out there. Y'all super rich, wealthy people. A $75 million house is crazy. But uh, Paradise Valley was amazing. Um, business travel has been, like, crazy just this year overall. But I've enjoyed myself. And it's part of what I want to talk about um, today. Actually, Speaking about the audio podcast, episode 209 was an audio-only podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is why you need to, um, you know, subscribe to the audio show. Um, this was just the audio version of the podcast, um, which a lot of the episodes are audio-only where there's no video. And I do that because the audio is where my core listeners are, and I always want to bring some value there. So I did a, a podcast from Arizona called entitled 4 a.m. in Arizona, Why Business Changed My Life, so I advise you to check that out. But look, man, here's the thing that I'm learning in life and has been a big thing for me this year. It's like I've been doing a lot of traveling, and it's been dope. It's been fun. But, of course, travel, it just makes your life busy, like way busy for no reason. And part of that is just because when I'm traveling, I'm away from the office, which means the office work is piling up, even though I'm having a great time traveling on business, um, all the activities and meetings and networking events and those type of things. But then I get back the next week, which is this week, starting tomorrow, it's going to be a crazy week, where I got to try to play catch up, right? And it can get stressful and things like that. And then I got my podcast, like, and just like you, you might be finding yourself kind of like juggling a lot of things in life. Maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a single parent, maybe you're married. You know, I know the kids going back to school, they got school tomorrow. Um, you know, you got work and the job getting on your last nerves. And what I'm learning in life is like, life, man, time just goes so fast. It just, it's like the older you get, it feel like time just speed up. And I'm kind of at that age in my life and that point in life where, you know, I've been a kid before. I've been, you know, a teenager, then a young adult, then kind of a young man. Like, you know, you're a man, but you're a young man. And, you know, now I'm a man. Like, I'm in man phase now of life. And so when you go through all these phases of life, you start being able to pull back on experiences, and you start realizing, like, yo, it feel like I was, like, 18 yesterday. Like, if we being real, I'm looking at people I graduated high school with who have kids that are in high school now. And I'm like, yo, like, that's how old we are. That's how much time has went by. And so that's what I want to tell you today. For all of us, when I'm, you know, starting with me looking in the mirror, you know, when I talk on this podcast, like, these are things I've thought about for myself. So I don't ever want y'all to feel like I'm just talking to you. 
like I'm not taking note as well or like, you know, I don't think I'm perfect. I'm just a regular person. But I'm learning to be grateful now. Like, I'm grateful right now. Now, why am I saying this to you, you know what I'm saying, in your life right now? It's because if we take a step back and think about it, right, you can have all these goals, all these dreams, all these ambitions in life that you're trying to get to. And the thing is, let's be real, every time you accomplish one thing, you kind of just jump to the next thing. And sometimes we don't even take the time to celebrate, take a deep take a deep breath, you know what I mean? And, like, give yourself the opportunity to appreciate what you just accomplished or appreciate making it through a good day or a good week because, let's be real, what are we doing in this life? We kind of look at what we don't have. You feel me? Ah, what up? You say, you grateful too. I feel that. Look, we all should, you know, try to take a moment to be grateful because, if you don't, here's the reality. Time just going anyway. Like, time ain't waiting for me. It's not waiting for you. And what I don't want to do in my own life is be experiencing all these cool things, right, you know, and have grown through life. It's still got a long way to grow. So I'm not saying we don't have to grow. I'm not saying I've arrived or you arrived or you, the one person is better than the next. This is about your own personal life and looking at yourself in the mirror. Don't look out the window on this one. At other people, look in the mirror at yourself. And this is about saying, I'm grateful right now. Why? All right, like I told y'all. So last week I'm traveling, I'm in Arizona. I'm seeing things, you know, all the time. Every other week, every month um, on business, I'm going places that I've never been. Um, even if it's just a city I've never been to or a resort I never stayed in or whatever it may be, I'm going places. I'm meeting people I never met. Um, I'm having these experiences, but I notice, like, I have all these goals. I've always been a goal-oriented person, which is kind of how I got to where I am now is because I've always wanted to keep going forward. But there's a gift and a curse to that. The gift is like, yo, you have ambitions, you'll keep moving forward. The curse of it is like, yo, if you don't ever stop to appreciate it and be grateful right now, then, A, you just kind of not appreciating God for all the blessings and doors he's opened because it's definitely been God. I want you to know that. Like, I don't care. We can have shows talking about money, credit score, networking, business, all that. That's why this is a faith and business show. First and foremost, we, like, honor God because what I know is even in business, God touches people's heart. God gives you favor. God opens doors. And the last thing I want to do, it's kind of be like walking through one door. Like, God opened the door. You pray for it. Like, all right, God, open this door for me. He opened the door. You walk through it. You like, you get to that door. You're like, all right, God, I see another door. Open this door for me. All right, you walk through that door. Hey, God, how you doing, buddy? Why is the door in front of me closed? And that's how life could feel sometimes. And you look up and so much time has passed you by. And you never really thank God for the last three doors that he opened because you're so focused on the next three doors, or let's just be all the way real, or you might be looking at your neighbor's door. And you're like, you know what? I know we live in the same neighborhood. I know our houses cost about the same price, but your door is better than mine. First and foremost, let's take a quick sidebar here, folks. Have you ever priced a door? Yeah, true story. I priced a door last year. I wanted a door, you know? Um, Last house we lived in had this beautiful 
door with this mosaic glass or whatever, you know. Now, clearly, the previous owners had purchased this door because I had never really done an, a door upgrade other than I do and have changed a lot of doors on the interior of my house. So I put up doors and take down doors. I've stained the door. You know, I do that type of stuff all the time. So, you know, I'm feeling froggish. I'm like, you know, let's change the outside door, fam. Like, I want to change the outside door. I had the door people come to the house. And uh, we sitting there talking to them, and he started getting to the number. Now, here's the thing about me. I'm the look-ahead guy. I'm always going to look a little bit ahead. If you have your computer screen around me and we're talking business, I'm going to look a little bit ahead. People of God, I started looking ahead on the doorman's computer, and I was noticing that this door that we were customizing was getting to the range of $20,000. Woo, okay, Ooh, that's a stinger. That hurt it. And uh, when the price came up, I was just looking around. Like, who, who going who, who gonna to pay for that? Yeah, $20,000 door didn't happen. Um, I've never paid that much just for a door before. No? At least now y'all know I'm not rich. Um, I'm not $20,000 door rich. Like, yo, if I had $20,000... It ain't going to the door. Um, as a matter of fact, when you started pricing the $20,000 door, I can only guess how much the door I already have cost. It must cost about $5,000 because it's a decent door to me. Look like a $7,000 door to me. Now, what am I saying in life? In life, sometimes we could just be comparing ourselves so much or looking at the one thing we don't have. Like, yo, all right, you got a beautiful house. Why are you so focused on the door? Well, the people across the street got a nice door. The people down the street got a nice door. And I'm realizing they made the jump, the leap of faith, and bought the $20,000 door. Shout out to them. They might have that kind of door money. Or, here's the other part, they might not have the door money and just might have wanted the door so bad that they went in debt to get it. You know, so what am I saying? The problem with comparing ourselves to other people, we always hear that it is the thief of joy, number one, right? So there's this aspect of like, if I keep comparing my door to other people, then my door becomes less and less valuable, number one. But then the other problem with that is, I don't know what they gave up to get their door. No, here's the thing. Again, what if we have the same amount of money? Sometimes we look at people and we think they have so much more than us because they've obtained a thing. Or maybe they're just willing to go deeper in debt for a door. Or maybe if I had $20,000, I would probably invest it, and the door just becomes less important to me. But to them, maybe they didn't invest anything and have a door. Or maybe they have so much money, and they're living beneath their means to live in the neighborhood that I live in, and the door is nothing. What am I saying is, like, in life, you don't really always know other people's situation. Even if they're famous, even if they're popular, even if they show their car on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, no matter how happy we all seem or, to be honest, how sad, because there's a lot of projecting of trauma that goes on on social media as well. And I think we spend a lot of time talking about how, oh, people on social media show how great their lives are and all this and the effects that that cause. But if we're being honest, all this projecting of trauma also causes a lot of issues. So I just find that it's a lot better in life if I just don't compare my, my door to yours anyway.
Because then if I'm comparing my door to yours and your door is raggedy, now I can be guilty of all type of other stuff where now I'm getting prideful. Now I think I'm better than you. Now I'm looking down on people because they don't have a door I have. And I don't know their situation, right? I don't know why they're in the situation that they're in to not be able to afford the door. And so then we, we feel like we're better than people. And that's not how we should be either. We should really be balancing all of these things to find gratefulness right now. Ooh, okay. You 60 and feel like you just getting enough. All right. I love that you said that. I'm going to tell you why. Because part of this whole idea of being grateful right now is kind of what you just said, right? It's the fact that the more life experience that we have, it gives us more data. At, that's one way to look at it is like, you know, I have more data than I had 10 years ago. 10 years from now, I'll have more data to be able to look at about my own life, more life experiences and figure out like who I am and, you know, how the decisions I've made have impacted and affected my life. But the other thing is that right now is right now. So it don't matter if you're 20 right now. It don't matter if you're 30 right now, 40, 50 or 60. I think the blessing is that you're getting it now. And that's why this is entitled, I'm Grateful Now. Because a lot of times, too, if we want to be real, we feel like we got all the time in the world. And, you know, I'm learning, man, like, things sometimes you take for granted, you don't realize how special they were until you don't have them anymore. That's why I'm grateful now as well. Because, like, all right, I'm in this season of my life where, you know, anybody who knows me knows, like, I really wanted to become a businessman. Like, business is so important to me. Yes, I've been in corporate America for 17 years. But the thing is, like, I started at the very bottom of the organization I'm at. Like, I started at the bottom, bottom. You get what I'm saying? As entry level as entry could get, I was working at the front door. Hello. And so through the years, I've been able to progress, not as fast as some people, too. You know what I'm saying? I talked about that on the last episode. But God has opened doors and allowed me to progress. And through those progressions, I'm realizing, like, bro, as much as I still have goals, and I do think there's value in having goals and ambitions, so don't take this as me saying that you shouldn't have goals or you shouldn't have ambitions. But what I'm learning is, like, I need to be grateful right now because I wanted to be a businessman. And I'm literally a businessman. I'm traveling the country all the time. I'll be in New York in a couple weeks. I was in Nashville two weeks ago, Arizona last week. Then I had to go to Air I went to Nashville twice. I had never actually been to Nashville. That was a random place I had never been. And last month, I went there twice. I probably spent six or seven days in Nashville in between two different trips and went to three country music concerts. I, I don't ever have to hear country music again. But I went to some country music concerts. These must have been amazing people because I'm telling you, the people in the audience was ready to risk it all. So it was, what was it, Jake Owens and Keith Urban. And then there was another group that I didn't know. But, you know, what I'm realizing is like, yo, I wanted to be a businessman. I wanted to be able to travel um, and have these experiences and also grow, right, and then be able to bring value for Inspire God's people because this show is about balancing faith and business to guide people to their purpose. In order for that to be authentic, then I need to have real business experiences 
I need to continue to grow as a businessman and a leader. And so I'm taking a moment to be grateful right now and say, like, Lord, thank you, because although I have ambitions to go to the next level, um, it's like, what about right now? Like, right now, we live in. This is, it. like, this is this is life. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, my mama texts 20 times a day, like, to talk to my parents, like, my sibling. My sister just had a baby uh, a couple weeks ago, young Chris. You know, like, I mean, so when I, I'm just saying, like, sometimes in life you're looking so far ahead that t the time of right now is speeding past you because you're not slowing the, the now down to just be grateful. And I do, like, I know some of y'all wish you could time travel, but in a way I'm telling you, you, you may not be able to time travel, but in a way you can control time. Now, not literally. Get what I'm saying. By being grateful, you kind of slow things down. Like, I want you, if you just try this right now, just literally try. Take a deep breath. Just take a moment right now to thank God for this very moment in your life. I want you to think about what blessings do you have? What people do you have in your life? Is it your kids? Maybe they got on your nerves. Maybe your spouse got on your nerves. But can you take a moment to even be grateful for that? You know why? Because ain't none of us going to make it to the year 22, 23. Like, I feel safe saying even the newborns born today ain't going to make it to 200. So here's the crazy thing about life. We all get out of sorts when we lose people and things. And I'm not judging you for that. Like, legitimately, I'm not judging you for that. But what I am saying is sometimes we get out of sorts. Like, we don't all know that ain't none of us going to live forever. And even though we know that, we're taking each other for granted. You're not calling somebody just to tell them you love them. You're not texting them just to say, hey, I love you. You inspire me. Thank you for what you did. Um, but now you could just take a moment. Like when you take that moment, just take 10 seconds right now. Think about somebody you love. Don't be afraid to text them right now. You know, don't be afraid to text somebody and just say, I love you, your mother, your child. Like, because right now you have them. Your job, right now you have it. Whatever money you have, wherever, whatever level you at in life, you, you know, you might be, maybe you got a 630 credit score and you're trying to get to 700, but last year you were at 580. Let's just take a moment and, like, celebrate the win. Like, bro, like, you had a 580. See, a lot of what Inspire Guys People to podcast is about, if you're a new listener or even a reminder if you've been listening for years, this show is about real-life results. Like, I know I joke a lot, and I be telling people, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, this happened because you don't listen to my podcast. Your kid's bad because you don't listen to my podcast. But, like, I'm really being honest because I genuinely believe that we take steps on this show and we've taken steps through the years. And I've watched people. I've, I have real-life testimonies of people who started in one place and through this podcast, through these moments, we moved to the next spot. We grew. I had these sayings. Um, you know, in uh I had these sayings in uh in 2020 
don't leave the pandemic empty-handed. Like, that was something that that was real to me. It was like, yo, don't leave this pandemic empty-handed. I wanted to grow. If you know me, you know I've been intentional through this pandemic. And you know what's crazy? I have grown. I've grown. Salary's grown. My maturity's grown. Um, grown in wisdom. Shoot, I done bought and sold properties. I done made money. I done made bad investments, made great investments. What I'm saying is, like, I had this goal in 2020, don't leave the pandemic empty-handed. I cannot tell you how many blessings have come my way. And so what I got to be careful of, I got to be careful in the desire to continue to grow, to not let that desire define me or blind me from the growth that's been taken. You feel me? Like right now, I'm grateful. Like I'm grateful for this moment. I remember, this is superficial, because you can even be grateful for superficial things, right? I remember in, I don't know if it was like ninth, tenth, ninth grade, definitely, I remember ninth grade. And, you know, I ain't had the best wardrobe. Now, the thing about me is, for the most part, I could always dress decently. But like in my early years of high school, maybe middle school, like uh, you just don't have a wardrobe to pull it off. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the thing was, I remember in ninth grade, kind of looking around. I had these Scottie Pippen shoes. They had they just said air on the side. And I remember kind of like they were blue and white, and they were the only shoes I had. And that kind of meant I had to wear them every day. You feel what I'm saying? And uh. I just got a text. Somebody must be listening to the podcast. Shout out to you. Love you, too. Um, so I had these shoes. They were blue and white. And I had to wear them whether I was wearing blue or white or not. I'm going to be honest with y'all. That used to irritate me. I got on gold. I got on these blue and white shoes. If I had on purple, these were the gym shoes I had that I wore to school every day, regardless of what color I had. You know what else I had? About three pair of jeans. You know what I'm saying? And I was wearing my Tuesday June jeans on Friday all the time. Friday, Tuesday, you mix up the jeans. I can bounce the jeans. I might have had seven shirts and three or four pair of pants. It's seven days in a week, bro. Now, again, you know if you in high school, middle school, you, you're trying to dress to impress, and you, you're looking at the kids who seem to have all the outfits in the world, and again, Comparing yourself, I know I did. Like, man, how did he get this polo jacket? And he's in the sixth grade. Well, it's because his mama cared more about the jacket than the grade. Um, but God bless your soul, brother. Hopefully you're doing well out there with your little sixth grade polo jacket. My point is, now, if I'm being honest, I'm, let me just say this in the most normal way I could say it. Like, in compared to the younger me who didn't have enough clothes and stuff like that, Man, like, I give clothes away now. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's a blessing. So there are things in your life that you wanted to get. Imagine, like, I'm just being real with y'all. If my college self met me today, he would be like, oh, we good. Oh, what? You doing what, dog? Like, oh, we living. You feel what I'm saying? We went where last week? You did what? Oh, what? It was you. Oh, you ain't even paid. That was on the business. Oh, my goodness. Let's go. 
And so what I'm saying is like, no, I didn't make it to the NBA. No, I don't have $100 million. It's a bunch of no's. There's a bunch of things that I'm not and a bunch of things that I don't have. But I need to be grateful for what I do have, the doors that God did open. Honor God and that gratefulness, you feel me? Life goes so fast, man. And some of us don't, we don't take the time just to be grateful. We don't take the time to appreciate each other. So let's jump into some other topics, man. Business travel, like I said, has been kicking my butt. I was in a, been in um, different time zones the last few weeks, and it's just been like, bro, from Central to Mountain to Pacific to Eastern, that junk is crazy, but I'm going to be grateful for that. Because, look, imagine, like, look, listen to me. If I'm complaining, last week when I was traveling, I'm like, why am I complaining about this? Like, you're complaining that, all right, I'm going to just say this. Uh, I'm not going to say this. How can I say this? I try to be careful. When you're a business person, the last thing you want to do is to say something publicly that can compromise you in business. Or... You know, somebody see it and they feel disrespected. So let me say this. I went to a, a business event, and I did not like the dinner option. I'm not going to tell you what it was, even though I want to, because if I'm that specific, you never know. It was 200 people in the room. Um, how can I say this? I like to pick my own food. And if I want to eat healthy, I like to decide that I want to eat healthy. And I'll, I'll leave it there. there. There was a healthy dinner option that somebody chose that was pretty bizarre to me. And I found myself kind of complaining in the dinner. Now, this is a very upscale situation by all means, especially considering where I come from. This is, like, very upscale, right? So, again, I'm in the mountains of Arizona at a resort complaining <laughs> about my healthy dinner. You realize how wild that is? Like, Huh, I'm here with my Amex, and I didn't pay a dime, but how dare you feed me this? I'm like, bro, just DoorDash something later. DoorDash, oh, yeah, let me complain about the fact that I have to wait an hour because I'm eating, and we're out of my time zone, and now I have to order DoorDash. Now someone has to bring me my food to my resort door. How bad is that? You feel me? So what I'm saying is let's be grateful right now. All right, so let's jump into some some cool topics um, and kind of think about, you know, being grateful. Um, and and we're going to just jump into some some other random things. So what do I want to look at? Uh, first, oh, I thought this was dope. Uh, Coco Golf. Did y'all see that Coco Golf won the U.S. Open? Shout out to Coco Golf, man. Um, I know very little about Coco Golf personal life, but we're going to explore a little bit of that. Johnny Way, what up, bro? How you feeling, man? Um, yeah, I, I know. It's ridiculous for me to be complaining about that stuff. A young kid from Seven Mile, man, if the old, if my young younger self met me, I'd be like, bro, you out here. We got jeans for days. You selling shoes. I'm selling two pair of brand new Yeezys right now on eBay. You know what I'm saying? Because I have too many of them. That's ridiculous. And I'm just saying that, listen, y'all, I'm just being real about, like, me. Like, this might look different for your life, you know what I'm saying? But for me, man, with the shoes and stuff I got now, it'd be like, if you would have told me I was going to have it, I'd be like, bro, we living. You shouldn't be complaining about nothing. I don't care if you bald head, bro. We still look good. You, you 
straight. Like we we out here. You feel what I'm saying? Um, you gotta be grateful, bro. Cause cause I'm telling you, like it, it's a lot. It's a lot in life. I don't know why I never love. Look at that. What up, Elijah? Say you never acknowledge how good of a storyteller. Thank you, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate me, and then I will appreciate you. Nah, um, that that's what it's about, man. Being grateful, loving the people in your life. Like I, my family is so dope. I have so many supporters in my life. Um, and it's like, man, we don't we don't always take the time to just think about, like, man, I got all these dope people. We texting each other every day. Like, they, my family, we text for no reason. Like, blatantly, no reason. I'm telling you right now. My mother's texting at 5 36 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, Lord willing. Now you could take that for granted. You could be sitting up like, oh yeah, mama gonna text or whatever. But it's like, no, nah, bro, your mama is texting you every day. It's somebody in this world that doesn't have their mother anymore for whatever reason. And my heart goes out to you if that's you. And I pray that you could think about something else to be grateful for because there is something that we all have and don't have. And I think if we walk through this life and realize that. Yo, we all, like, we all have and don't have something. You feel what I'm saying? I'm out of shape. You in shape. I'm tall. You short. Like, it's all type of stuff that, like, you know what I'm saying? One person got money. You got more money than me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got a nice house. Well, that person got a nicer house than you. It's like, bro, can we just sit back and be grateful right now? Can we not wait anymore for gratefulness? You feel me? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Look at Renee. Shout out to Renee watching the podcast. Renee, your life is going to be better after this. Please do like, share, subscribe, all that. What up, Chelsea? Look, y'all watching the podcast. I'm paying attention to especially my Facebook friends because whoever ain't watching it, they it's somebody right now asleep having the worst dream of their life because they're not listening to this podcast because they're not thinking about being grateful. I'm trying to tell y'all when you listen, we really produce results on this show. This show has literally changed my life. There's so many, so much progress I've made as a human being on some real stuff um, as we've been making this show. And I'm trying to tell y'all people, you need to be listening to this show instead of all the gossip and the trauma projecting that y'all watching. People be watching trauma and trying to tell me. You know how many people tell me, oh, you got to see this. Why? Why do I got to see trauma? I want to see gratefulness. When you, because... The thing is, all of this trauma that we're projecting on each other, number one, it ain't helping you. Because I know y'all got some issues out there in life. Don't take this as me dismissing your life issues. Like, bruh, I know life be lifing on all of us. It happens. Like, my life ain't perfect. I'm just a regular person, bro. Like, I'm like you. That's why I talk how I talk because it's like I've lived it. I've lived through the struggle. I've lived through brokenness. I've lived through mistakes. I've lived through self-doubt, doubting God. I've lived through the ups and the downs and in-betweens. Not saying I've experienced everything, but I've experienced enough to have something to say. You feel what I'm saying? And my thing is people be telling me, you got to see this story. It's going to make you cry? Wait a minute. You, <laughs> you want my happy self who is trying to be grateful and trying to do everything I can in my life to become the person that God created me to be? You want me to wake up tomorrow and watch something that's going to depress me? Bruh, how do y'all do it? I don't know how y'all do it. There are some things that I see on my timeline, like all jokes aside, I'm like, how do this person 
Well, maybe that's why they're not reaching their goals. Because like all you're doing is waking up and crying every day and reminding yourself of all the triggers and negativity. And it's like people market. You know what I'm saying? People say and do things to market and sell you on something. It's like so all these sad stories is like, okay, cool. You got a sad story, bro. That's kind of on you. I'm sorry, but I ain't really trying to be crying and, and think. I got Because you might be triggering me for some stuff that happened in my life. I got stuff that happened in my life too, bro. So it's like. I don't know how y'all do it. You need to find some inspirational books, inspirational podcasts. Inspire, oh, inspiration. Inspire God's people. Thank you. Thank you for me. Oh, I, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Please do subscribe on, on YouTube, Inspire God's People, on Apple Podcasts. Just search Inspire God's People anywhere. That's a little commercial break, people. You feel what I'm saying? What y'all talking about? Renee. I ain't, I ain't on your list, so you could talk about me. Listen, you good, Renee. You are all the way good. Uh, you, oh, you're you going to just say the Kurt Franklin story, huh? I was trying not to say nothing. Um, I ain't watch. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Um, no no disrespect to Kurt. Um, but I don't. I'm just being real. I don't like to watch stuff when people like, all I seen, seen people talking about yesterday was like the depression in it, the trauma, and it's like, and people telling me I have to see it, like, Oh no, you good? Like you, you good, Renee? I'm joking. Like I'm, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't really serious. But I'm just saying, like, it is crazy to me. Like, why do I have to see something negative? Because, like, I'm just being real. For me, I get so ignited when I listen to, even when I'm doing this show and I'm like seeing the comments and hearing y'all, and I get emails about people get job promotions. Y'all think I'm joking? Like, you know how many people that have like have received this show as like mentorship used all of the, the principles and things we talked about and gotten jobs and gotten interviews and promotions and increased their credit score and, like, made all kind of moves, like, off of certain episodes. There's people that email me about certain topics, and then I emailed them the episode. Um, there's a, um, a person um, overseas, uh, shout out, bro, Jason, um, emailed me, like, three weeks ago and was asking some questions, and I was like, bro, I got, like, four ep podcast episodes on this. It's, it's going to speak directly to what you're talking about. And he hit me up and he has some, like, he was able to start building some tangible things around, um, you know, this, this, this journey of finding your purpose. And it's like, this is real life to me. And, like, so I create and produce this content to ignite people. Like, I'm legitimate. It's like if you take a light a match and you put it on anything flammable. Like, you ever seen something flammable? Like, you got to keep flammable things away from fire. That's how I look at inspiration. That's why the Bible say, like, it's like fire shut up in my bones. Now, it's not literally, you know, what Jeremiah talking about literally to what I'm saying. Is it literal necessarily? No. But I can take the principle of the idea of being so passionate about something that it's like fire in your bones. And I be telling people all the time, like, oh, you might not want to come near me, bro. If you ain't trying to be inspired, if you ain't trying to go nowhere in life, if you're not trying to progress, change, look in the mirror, not out the window. Why do I say that? Because we live in a life where all we do is look out the window at other people and all their problems and their issues, and we can point them out, and we can tell them what they need to change, and we can complain, and we can blame them. We can blame people for our situation. But when you look in the mirror, woo, that's you, bro. And see, it's like some people, I'm the kind of person you might not want to come around if you want to be down and out, you want to be complaining or making excuses and stuff, and like, oh, this is the reason why. No, nah, because I'm going to be like, bro, you need to look in the mirror. But the thing about it, it's like fire. So it's like I get so hype. I'm getting hype right now that, like, if you come close to me, then you're going to be lit. It's lit. It's lit. Ain't that what the kids say? It's lit. 
no cap, cap. Or like I can't keep up with the slang no more. I'm at that age. I'm at the point in life where I don't know what the slang means. I took my nephew and niece to Shake Shack for a burger, and my nephew said it was bussin'. And I was like, okay, mission accomplished. The kids think the cheeseburger is bussin'. I would hope that that means something good, people. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. I appreciate that. You said, <laughs> Jen says she's going to complain to me tomorrow, and I have no doubt that she is serious. Such a complainer. Listen, Chelsea says she got enough going on in her own life. That's all I'm saying, y'all. So let's look at some inspiration. Let's, let's now um, look at some things to be inspired about. I got about three or four things, stories that we're going to look at, and I'm going to show you. Um, so let's, uh, let me share my screen first. Share screen first. First, we're going to look at Coco Golf. Um, we're going to look at this real quick. All right, so Coco Golf, what's the headline? This is on the Christian Post. Um, five reason Coco Golf's U.S. Open win is a triumph for faith and values and family values. Now, I'm not going to read through this entire, um, you know, post or whatever, but you should. You feel what I'm saying? Um, you, should, you should read through it on your own time. This is by Leonardo Blair. And um, here's what I like about it. Coco Golf is proud of her Christian faith. Now, peep this. Look at this. This is Coco Golf after winning the U.S. Open, publicly getting on her knees, woo, and praying. Now, y'all telling me, oh, you got to see this. You got to see this other stuff. No, we got to see this. This is what I'm talking about. This is the type of stuff I'm trying to see because this is going to ignite me. All right, so what is this article talking about? We're not even going to really read deep into it, um, but I'm going to read this one part down here. Um, I don't pray for results. I just ask that I get the strength to give it my all, and whatever happens, happens. She added, I'm so blessed in this life, so I'm so thankful for this moment. I don't even have any words for it, to be honest. Yo. Now, we talking about, do you feel what I'm saying? We talking about being inspired. We talking about, like, like she praying, bro, after winning the U.S. Open. And it's like, how many people are ashamed of their faith these days? And yet, you got a teenager that's sitting there. And I let me tell you, this is the one clip I saw her on social media that impressed me. Um, she went live after winning, and I want to say maybe she got about $2 million. Don't quote me on that. I believe that's what they were saying, and where I read is that she got about $2 million. And Coco Golf, that people were asking her, what you going to do with the money? And she was like, bruh. Somebody was like, pay off all your debt and credit cards. She was like, bro, I live with my parents. I don't have no debt. She's like, like my parents take care of me. I'm a teenager, bruh, and I just want to take a moment in this life to be grateful. Shout out to Coco Golf. Why? Do I know everything about her? No. Am I saying she's perfect? No. But what I'm saying is I want to celebrate people that are being examples in the public eye. A, it's beautiful to see that she has two parents that raise her, no diss to anyone else, the only reason I call out the two-parent household in particular 
is so that we know that this is the better way to produce the better results. Now, does that mean if you're in a lesser situation that you are going to necessarily have lesser results or you should just give up on life? No. I speak about these things for future decisions that we make. So meaning, if you are making a decision today and have the opportunity to have a a, a parent, two-parent household and, and raise a family in the traditional sense, I think the data, it, like if you really look and study the numbers, it really supports that idea. So that's why I call that out. Like this is an example of the power and strength of a two-parent household where they have seemingly groomed her in this normal way where she just won the U.S. Open and she said she don't pray for the results. Like she just praying for the strength to make it through. This is a teenager who's on the biggest stage but doesn't seem to be letting the stage define her. Some of us, if we're going to be honest, you was the employee of the week at the fast food restaurant and lost your mind and got arrogant. Some of us, the littlest good thing happened, and instead of gratefulness, we go to arrogance and pride. And that's why we want to take a deep breath, and let's just thank God. Shout out. Applause for Coco Gump. Shout out to you, Coco. Thanks so much, Auntie. Jen say she's kidding about complaining. I doubt it. Let's see. Who is this right here? Pop in and say, I love your channel. love what you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Coin Brew Cafe, thank you so much for watching the show. All right. So what else we got? We got another story. Let's, let's, uh, let's jump into another story real quick. Um... I'm gonna save mine. I have a I have a story that's that's my own a blog um, that I wrote, and uh, ooh, this one is fire. So let's go here. All right, this is another one. Where's this at? Is this this is Christian Post as well? One armed All American softball player, Caitlin Pavey, wants others to know they can do. I can do anything, anything with God. This is by Jeannie. Law, Jeannie Ortega Law, Christian Post reporter. So it looks like a new biopic based on the story of one-armed uh, all-star softball player Caitlin Pavey will hit theaters this Friday, and the athlete hopes her story will help others realize they can do all things through Christ. Man, isn't that amazing? The, fil the film's trailer has already been viewed two million times, and the outspoken Christian athlete born with Half a left arm says she hopes to inspire people with her ability and faith. Listen to what she says. Life is not always easy, but my faith in God carried me through, Pavey told the Christian Post. I hope they, moviegoers, take away that you have a purpose and God has plans for you and will guide you through whatever you do in life. The movie is called I Can, and it's based on the true story of Caitlin Pavey. Now, once again, people telling me, I got to see some story about trauma. I got to see this. I got to cry. No, people, you need to go see the I Can movie where somebody with half a arm is not projecting trauma on you about the struggles of life with having half an arm, which I'm sure she will point out what those struggles were in the movie but instead taking their shortcomings and using it to the glory of God in the best way that they possibly can to display and to inspire people 
about a purpose in Christ. That's what you need to see. Where I get confused for real, especially Christians, is like, why is Christians, we, like, we do more promoting for the world than we do ourselves. When something is Christian and positive and inspirational, we don't even tell people about it. We don't even look it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? We don't even read it. We want the gossip. We want the trauma. And we are sometimes surprised at the fact that our lives are reflective of the things we chase. Ah, uh, that's a dagger. That hurts, buddy. Why? I just want to be real with you. I'm, I'm the type of person I would rather be real with you to help you get to where you need to go than to lie to you and still see you in the struggle. And that's why sometimes, like, you know, my the way I communicate can sometimes be a little too brutally honest. Well, I'm not talking at you. I'm not talking down on you. I'm a person that has experienced. Look, this show is about faith and business. I've experienced a lot of the things that we talk about directly on this show, especially when I get, like, direct with my feedback. Like, you start talking about poverty and stuff like that. Well, it ain't because I think I'm better than you. It's because I was you. It's because I was poor. It's because I grew up in poverty in the poorest city in the country in Detroit on the east side. Like, so I grew up poor. I know what it's like to be poor. So I understand that uh, being soft and, oh, buddy, hey, if you just save your money instead of buying those Jordans or those buffs, um, if you just, no, nah, man, like sometimes people got to be real. Stop being soft. Like, I'm sorry. I, my, my communication ain't always like all the little uh, patty on the back, patty cake. Like, it's because I, that don't work. To me, that don't work. It don't never stop nobody from doing whatever. Like, you just got to be real with people. Like, you got to do it in love. Like, you just got to be real. I be real with myself, though. When I got to change something about myself, because please believe, it's been a lot of stuff wrong with me. Like, I, we can go through a list, bro. Like, it's a lot of stuff that's been wrong with me that I have to be real with myself. Like, bro, you need to change this. Like, you got to, like, you got to change this or turn this around or, you, or you're not going to produce results. You feel what I'm saying? But, now you're right. The world is looking at the church and they see negativity. Yeah, man, I get tired of negativity in the church. Like, we don't know how to be leaders sometimes. I know that's not everybody. I'm not trying to take a shot at everybody. I'm just saying the church do more projecting of trauma than it does, like, inspiring people or healing. It's like we want people, you know what I'm saying, to be down and out. Thank you, Jen. Appreciating the sound. You're grateful for the sound effect. You know what? Shout out to – thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Shout out to you. I'm still 400. <laughs> hey, Lavelle. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast, bro. Um, you know what? Shame on you, brother, because not only can you listen to the podcast, you've been on the podcast, and you got my phone number. Now a lot of these listeners can say they got my phone number and you get rebuked direct. I will rebuke you today. I will personally carve out 30 minutes to rebuke you right now after this show airs, bro. You feel me? Um, all right, let's go to the next, uh, the next story, y'all. Yeah, Renee saying what up to Lavelle. Don't say what up to him. He's a heathen. He don't need, I don't even know why he on my show right now. He ain't been a guest on the show in over a year, and he want to come on here commenting, his, projecting his trauma on us. I'm just joking. Lavelle is my, my buddy, my pal, my friend. All right, this story is a little different. Oh, wait. Why are they trying to – hold on. Let me – Uh, they trying to, like – I hate these ads, bro. What, what make this – how can I – where does this one go away? No, close, close. There we go. These ads be the worst online. Like, you can't, I ain't even want to share that with y'all, that screen, because it was like, just, it wasn't like a bad ad or nothing. It was just an ad. All right, let's check this out. Like, this is getting weird now. See, another ad. 
This is on ChristianHeadlines.com. Shout out to them. Um, this is by John Stone Street and Casey Leander. Leander? Leander? I, hey, I can talk, people. Having the street smarts to talk about God. So I thought this was a dope inspirational um, story. I'm not really going to dig into this or not. What I want to ch- grab out of here is for over 30 years, Greg Cuckoo. Cuckoo? Cuckoo. Cuckoo, Greg Cuckoo, shout out to you, has taught Christians how to engage with people across worldview lines by asking questions. His first book, Tactics, has equipped thousands of Christians to communicate with wisdom and passion. Excuse me. And then he's releasing a follow-up to that book called Street Smarts, using questions to answer Christianity's toughest challenges. All right, so we're not going to really dig into that article. Uh, you can check that out on ChristianHeadlines.com if you want. But I do want to talk about something that that I read in the article that I thought would be super valuable to us. And the whole thing was this idea about being street smart about how we communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? And if you ain't, you know, like for me, street smart growing up in the hood has helped me in life. Like it's one of the most powerful things. And this is why, again, I can you can even be grateful for growing up in the hood or times that you didn't have as much because. There is some value in wherever you at in life, even if you're not in a good place. I believe that with all my heart. Like, even if you're struggling right now, there is some value that if you look at it through a grateful lens, you will get something different out of this situation than you would if you look at it through a complaining lens. So, again, if you're grateful, growing up in the hood taught me how to be street smart. Really just meaning for the people who don't understand that, it teaches you how to navigate challenging situations, right? It teaches you how to navigate in the face of danger, in the face of uncertainty, different people. Like, you you got to move a certain way, right? This means that maybe if I'm driving down 7 Mile at 10 o'clock at night, I don't want to have road rage blowing my horn at the person in front of me, telling them to get the blank out the way. Okay, you might be able to act like that in the suburbs, which is why I think sometimes in the suburbs people are overly rude because there are really no consequences or they are not as heightened as if you go into intense situations and environments talking to people like that. Like, bro, you don't know who that is and what they got in their car and what else they might be mad about because we all down here broke and struggling and they might be hungry and you done blew your horn and told them to get the blankety blank out. The, I need to get a sensor button. They need You done told them to get out the way. And at the end of the day, now you done put yourself in harm's way. So street smarts teaches you how to be emotionally intelligent. You know what? As a matter of fact, that is, Jen, I think that, what is what face are you making? I don't know what face that is. Um, street smarts is emotional intelligence. It is, it is just like emotional intelligence. It says, hey, I want to navigate this properly. Now, why am I bringing this up as it relates to Christianity? This book in particular is saying we should use questions, which I think that's a dope way to look at it. You should ask people questions. The article, rather, not the book, talked a lot about the fact that, you know, people want to come in at Christians with all these challenging questions. Like, you ever get those questions out of nowhere from people where it's like, yo, they want to ask you deep stuff or they want to come at you with deep stuff like, well, really, Jesus Christ was the uh, the black merchant from this, this, and this, and da-da-da, and the white man did this, and slavery, and you like, oh, snap. Like, okay, you hit me with a lot right now, and you're really making it hard to answer your question because there is no one question, buddy. You just asked me seven things layered on top of three other things with a little bit of mayo, ketchup, and mustard lathered in between the sandwich. What am I saying? My point is 
sometimes we need to take a step back and just ask people more questions. This is something I've learned in business. Again, this is a faith and business show, and I do love bringing the business principles into this world because I think there's a lot to learn. So as a lot of y'all know, I have worked in business development in various roles and have negotiated, you know, lucrative six-figure, some seven-figure deals as well. And one of the things that you learn in any negotiation is the very first step. Step number one, people, is ask a lot of questions. You can't go in and start negotiating with people and you don't actually understand their needs. Why is this important as a believer? As Christians, sometimes we don't have the street smarts or the emotional intelligence to even properly minister to people. Why? Because sometimes we come in a little too hot and heavy. I see it on Facebook all the time. We talk at people. We can talk in this weird, aggressive tone that, from a communication standpoint, isn't actually going to reach anybody. Why do I believe that? Because I never see people do that in real life. In real life, if I was in McDonald's and somebody walk up to me, like, strong in the mug, like, hey, bro, you need to be donating to the Boys and Girl Club. I'm be looking like, oh, whoa, wait a minute, buddy. You're coming on very strong. You ain't asked me if I have the money. You ain't asked me if the Boys and Girls Club is important to me. Maybe I went to the Boys and Girls Club as a kid. It's important to ask questions before you start talking at people so that you can actually understand their needs, wants, and desires, and their challenges, and their concerns and issues, and then make sure that the solutions you're providing them are directly correlated to the things that they said they need, want, or are challenged with. So this gentleman is talking about how we should leverage that in Christianity and ask questions. And I think that's an amazing thing. The other thing I think we need to learn how to be emotionally intelligent as believers, this doesn't mean we go around being passive. There is definitely a time and place for um, a more stern tone, a more direct tone. So I'm not taking a shot at people that take that approach. But I am saying that we have to be careful when we're talking to, to people to understand the audience. We need to know who the audience is that we're speaking to so that we could take the proper approaches and move in the right way. Now, there's a lot of ministries that have very strong evangelical ministries, and it's because they are more focused and hyper-focused on understanding and going to the right environments. They know how to talk to the people. They have trainings in their ministries. So I know y'all have those out there. I'm definitely not saying we shouldn't be doing that. We should be doing that, but we should be doing it with some level of um, intelligence and emotional control. And a lot of times we get behind our, um, you know, our fingers get the typing on social media and we're not communicating properly. And these are public platforms. And so a lot of what we're saying, um, we're not realizing how much it affects so many people. But more importantly, as Christians, we need to really know the word first. We need to like really understand the word so that we can be giving people something beyond our opinion. Because some of us give like a lot of opinions. You feel me? Shout out to the east side, no doubt. Um, we give more opinion than we do word. All right, here's the last story uh, for today. And this one is actually me, people. Um, I had the opportunity to feature on a blog. And it is the Taste and See blog. Taste and See Good Therapy. Um, so you can find this at tasteandseegoodtherapy.com and go to the blog page and then find The Faithful Father by yours truly, Tremaine James. Now, I am not going to read this entire blog 
Shout out to Selena Deal, who's been a guest on the show and is a licensed therapist um, and reached out to me to be a part of the Beauty and Thorns series. So I advise you to check out her website. Now, this is about mental health, right? Again, as so many people are hyper-focused on mental health, I think that's okay. But it's super important to make sure that we are hyper-focused on mental health from a Christian lens. So the one thing to watch out for in the world today, in all this trauma projection and people just pouring out their emotions on you, is to make sure that it's coming and being filtered through the word of God, right? So um, I'm not going to get into the real detail here, but what I could tell you is that I've been married uh, for coming on 17 years, and we don't have children yet. A lot of people want to know why I don't have kids. This is the Faithful Father blog where I answer questions um, that are more in-depth than you've maybe ever heard me talk about. So if you're nosy, you can see little did we know that our journey to parenthood would not come to fruition in our timing, right? Um, there was a question, how has the Bible given me the strength to endure? So I talk about that. Whatever the answer, you must now do what it takes to become that person. Ooh, what is that? What is that about? True faith requires me to have the vision to believe what I can't see. And then you can have questions. And then there's actually a follow-up where Selena gives her thoughts on this blog as well. This is tastingseegoodtherapy.com, and the blog is entitled The Faithful Father. Um, I believe that if you take the time to check out this blog, that you will truly, definitely be inspired um, as I share my story um, from, you know, my personal lens. Thank you, Jen. We need to understand the word, no doubt, Renee. So look, man, today is all about being grateful, um, taking these moments in our life to not just appreciate God, but to appreciate the people that God has put in our lives, to appreciate the things that God has blessed us with. Because the fact of the matter is, man, I got y'all, like, think about this, like, you know, as I'm trying to continue to go to grow this show um, on YouTube, we're trying to grow to 1,000 right now. We're at 846 subscribers, so please do share this with somebody on YouTube. Subscribe, all of those things. But I even have to take a step back and be like, yo, all right, I know that today we got 846 subscribers. I know that's not, like, a lot. That's not, like, crazy, some crazy number. But part of the reason that I've um, been intentionally sharing the number is a so that people like see like it's a journey it's a process we just started YouTube sometime late last year mid to late last year and you have to be consistent it's a struggle for me at times because like I said I, I travel a lot with business and when I travel with business like that's my priority and I want to do a good job I want to um you know be successful in business and I don't believe in short changing the organization you know because I have other things going on so a lot of times I can't do a podcast or got to wait two weeks or something, or I can't get my short videos out. Because when I'm traveling on business, we're busy all day long. But I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you. I'm not looking past you. And I think that's important, too. Like, we can we can want to grow our social media platform so much that we're just looking at people as numbers. But no, like, you're a person. The people commenting. Like, y'all are people. Thank you so much, Renee, saying she's going to check out the blog. Much love to you. But, like, Y'all are people. So like Renee saying she's going to check out the blog, I could become, you could become so focused or I could become so focused on 
trying to get to 1,000 subscribers first, and that's just an arbitrary number that I look past the person that's taking the time out their day to read a blog that I wrote. You know how much of a blessing it is to share your gift and to have people to actually read it, watch it, listen to it? I went to my homeboy, uh, Gabe. Shout out, Gabe. Happy birthday to my homeboy, Gabe. I went to his church today um, to um, visit. It was the end of church, by the way. So, yeah, shout out to me for that, for perfectly timing to show up when the chicken and the ice cream and cake came out. Um, yeah, I think that deserves an applause. Thank you. Yes, I did walk in when they were serving the chicken, and I did eat it. Yeah, but shout out to them. You know, shout out to their church service. Um, but my, my homeboy, Gabe, I went there today, and one of his church members, um, I ain't going to say people's name. I don't, you know, private conversations, I don't always like throwing names out there, but shout out to you. Um, it was somebody I went to, to college with, and she was just like, yo, I listen to your podcast. Like, I really listen to your podcast. I'm like, bro, that's a blessing. Like, you know how dope that is? Like, there are people listening that I don't know they're listening. I get, I look at my numbers sometimes. I'm like, who's listening to the podcast in Austria and Sweden and France? Like, I have literally international listeners every single week. People listen to this podcast every day of the week. So when I look at my audio numbers in particular, not as much on YouTube, YouTube numbers are a lot lighter than the audio numbers, but you know people listen to Inspire Guys people seven days a week. Like there's always somebody listening. People listen, if I look from today and yesterday, they're, they're listening to episodes from six months ago. What's my point? I should be grateful for that. And I'm only sharing this for you to think about the thing in your life, bro, that like, that you like, yo, I'm I'm so busy trying to get here. Like, I ain't even appreciating the people that's rocking with me. Like, I appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, Renee. She just subscribed on YouTube. Look at that. You know what I'm saying? Help your mans get the get the 847. I don't I don't want to look past the 847 trying to get to a thousand. It makes me think about the scripture when Jesus had to leave the 99 and go for the one, but he knew the 99 was good though. So it's like, yeah, it's cool to go out and get more people. It's cool to go out and grow, but you got to first make sure the ones that's here, that they, that they good, that they, they're getting the content that you intended for them to get. And it's not just about a number. It's not just about a number. Can I take five seconds? I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you right now, bruh. So that's all today is about. Hopefully you enjoyed today's show. Hopefully you have something to be grateful to the Lord about in your life. And you could take these moments to slow time down. Because we all can agree, I think, that time is going fast. It, it's like it goes so fast you can't enjoy it. We're going to look up and be 103 years old. And you're going to be on your deathbed like, if I just live today. Thank you. I don't want to be like that, bruh. Because I know I'm not going to make it to 2020, 20, 2200, the year 2220. Like, I'm not going to make it to 2220. So I need to appreciate right now. Feel what I'm saying? Just, just take a moment, man. Because it's going to always be something. It's going to always be something in this life that you feel like you need to be trying to get to. And if you don't take the opportunity to enjoy right now, 
then right now will just be a breeze that like flashes by in this life and you never truly actually experience the moment. Now, I also believe that there's a lot of value in being grateful to make sure that you do get serious about life, to make sure that you understand the fragility of life and like, bro, we don't have forever, so purpose can't wait. So many people are putting purpose on the side to party, putting purpose on the side to have fun. Like, bro, bump that. Purpose can't wait, bro. Like, you have a purpose in this life. God literally created you to do something in this life, and you need to figure out what it is so you can do it and stop wasting time because you don't want to look up and it's too late and you regret that you didn't do what God called you to do. But I want to say this to my people who might be over the hill, a little older, in your own eyesight. You're still young. Like, I saw a 70-year-old recently that looked young to me. I'm like, 70 is young, bro. We be treating it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 70 is young. And, and like, we need to embrace that. Let's stop looking at your age like a death sentence. Some of us look at our age as, like, this thing that has pr- that now it's too late. Look, Ray Kroc was super shady, if I'm being honest. If you watch the McDonald movie, The Founder, one of my favorite movies of all time, The Founder, there's just so much to grasp from that. Ray Kroc was shady, you know what I'm saying? But... You know, he the one who scaled McDonald's to what it is today, and he he didn't even discover the business that he kind of stole until he was in his 50s, somewhere between 51 and 54, I believe. And you walking around, you know, at 49 thinking you old. Bro, you not old. You're still young. And if you feel old, if you look old, it might be, you might need to change some eating habits, maybe get out and jog. Like, that's the, like, sometimes we are the reason we are who we are and how we are. Like, your age ain't the reason you old. Your actions are the reason you're old. And I'm only saying it that way, not to down you, but to let you know that it's in your control. Like, you can change some habits in your life to put yourself in a better situation. I believe that. I be trying. I'm doing that. I'm trying to get better, trying to get better with my eating, trying to get better with so much stuff, because I realize, like, yo, a lot of this stuff is in my control. You feel me? And I want to age gracefully. I don't want to, like, I don't want it to, I, I just don't. I ain't even going to get it. I just don't, y'all. Like, I don't, I don't want to look messed up. Come on, bro. I don't want you running into me. You went to high school with me, and I look toe up. Now, I'm not saying we ain't all been through something, but goodness gracious. Can you, if you got a tub at the house and the water running and you got some soap, can you hit a shower? Iron your shirt. Some of us is just, we cutting corners on stuff. Just iron your shirt, brother. It don't matter that you're struggling. Practice looking good. Practice being better. Practice being who you want to be. You ain't going to be able to be no multi-million dollar business owner and you won't iron your shirt. That's a discipline you can control. Get up. Don't be lazy. You feel what I'm saying? Let me see what y'all talking about in the comments. Renee says she just saw on the news today that a lady is 114. Look at her. A hundred and fourteen. You realize how wild that is. She turned a hundred fourteen years ago, and she's still rocking. God bless her. And she was a. She's a Christian. With a vision. Just make up songs for everything. Great listen. Take the time to thank God. Thanks for reminding. No, no problem. Elijah, love you, bro. I'll be forty nine. Look, look at that, Lavelle. All seriousness, bro. That's young, man. Don't let your age, because that's how the enemy 
The enemy try to get us and, and plan in your mind that you 49, it's too late. You 50, it's too late. You 60, it's too It ain't too late if you 60. Uh, she just said a lady lived to be 114 on the news today. When that lady was 60, was she old? <laughs> she wasn't old at 60. That was almost 60 years ago. 54 years ago, that lady was 60. Imagine if she had given up on life because she thought it was just over. God might bless you to live to be 99 and you tripping that you 60. You got 39 more years, bro. 39? Come on, y'all. We not old. And even if you older, there's still something that God called you to do. I wouldn't care if you was 85 and you're going to live to 95. Man, God, in them 10 years, God got a work for you to do. And it's even more of a reason for you to get busy with the work that God called you to do because you don't have forever. Miss Bridget, how you doing? Me and the wife, you are doing well. Thank you for asking. Hopefully you're doing well too. God bless you. Love you. Listen, man, we got to keep doing what God called us to do. Um, keep living, keep learning, keep loving. But y'all, take a deep breath. Before we get out of here, can we take one more deep Be inspired. I want you to tell, like, uh, this is what I honestly want you to do. Even if you don't share the episode with somebody, I mean, do I want you to share the episode? Yes. Do I want you to tell somebody, hey, check out this podcast. If you go on Apple Podcasts, you can go all the way back to episode one and listen to all the dope interviews. I've interviewed all kind of dope people and listen to their inspirational stories. It's going to inspire you to get closer to God. Yes, I do. Do I want you to tell them to go and subscribe on YouTube like Renee just did? Just type in Inspire God's People on YouTube so you can get the daily shorts. You can get the long-form podcast. You can get the short-form broken-up content. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, we're still growing, buddy. We're still learning. We'll st we're still trying to develop this thing. And by we, I mean me. It's just me, right? That's it, folks. But more than anything, I want you to take the message from this podcast and share it with somebody, even if you don't share the link or the podcast. If you just text somebody and say, you know what, I'm grateful for you right now. I'm grateful. I'm thankful right now. Be inspired, y'all. I love y'all. God bless you. Every day you live, you have a purpose. Amen. And I think that's worth getting out here on. Y'all have an amazing, amazing, amazing day.